The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the holy toast. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson. Guest Charlie Greg Barrett's here. How are you, Greg? I'm good, man. Are you enjoying? Neither of us have shoes on. No, it's we're not in a we're in a hotel room. We're my hotel room. It's true. In when uh, I came in, you were naked. I was. um, Which that's nobody. Nobody needs that. That isn't. That isn't fair to. That's not even fair to. That's not even fair to mirrors. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like I feel that way when I look at a mirror and go, "I'm sorry, you have to hold this reflection." I'll try and get out of here as soon as I possibly can. I know this is not fair. You're you're asking yourself what color is my skin, and I don't know. Uh, That would be one of the more terrible things. Like if we found out, like you know, everyone's always like, "Well, what if we found out that like plants had feelings? Would you eat plants?" Yeah. Imagine if we just one day discovered science discovered that mirrors. Yeah. see everything. Right, they're sentient, and they right. and they have feelings, and they and they can see everything. And then, like you realize that you, like, like here's the, the thing. horrible things you've done in front of a mirror. Even if even if this even if even if in Scarlett Johansson's house, there's right. just a little mirror where in a tiny bathroom that she uses once or twice a month. Right. That's the that's that that mirror is loving its life like right. he's lonely but when it happens it goes down in the most awesome way right a lot of other mirrors are talking right. about that mirror but my that's a good gig. my everyday All bathroom the other mirrors mirror are like, is just like that? why did this why am i glass why did this happen to me why couldn't i have been a plant with feelings this is just un- is that a tattoo choice what is happening what is happening to you get to the gym like when your mirror says get to the gym it's time. But well, you to wake up gym. in the morning and it's just written smeared. <laughs> like, get to the gym. <laughs> I like that. I love the idea of a sentient mirror. It's it's kind of because uh, it, there is something about mirrors that is uneasy. I think I'm not really sure why I feel that, but I have a thing about mirrors. Maybe it's that like funhouse mirror. You know, the ones that make you all different right. shapes and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But there is something about mirrors. Maybe it's even the, just the, the the house of horrors sort of element where mirrors are used to kind of fool yes. you about where things are. But there's something about mirrors that I find a bit uneasy. Well, here's the thing. So you it, you have a mirror. You know, everybody has a favorite mirror. Everyone has the mirror in their house where they go, this is where I look the best. Right. And of course, you stand a certain way and you adjust and bring your hip forward. And, you, know, <laughs> you do whatever you do if you're not Will Anderson. So I, so I have a weird relationship with mirrors. I used to spend a lot of time in them and mm. I spend less now. But one day, and I don't know if I think I ever told you the story, but I was backstage doing a Christmas show, Wayne Fetterman's Christmas show, and uh, John Hamm was a guest. All right. And... Uh, and John had been very friendly to me and had come up and said, oh, I remember you from Largo and he's a sweet man. And uh, But he was standing with his back to a mirror so I could see him and me at the same time. Oh, yeah. And what I, like the mm. reflection I saw on that day was like, get a new face. Like, right. And then I was trying, actually trying to be more handsome while I was talking to him. I was trying to like, I don't know, make my cheekbones. Like I couldn't figure, it was the most... It was so difficult. It was such a hard conversation to have, you know? And because he's beautiful. He's a beautiful, beautiful man. He's a yeah. beautiful man. He's almost actually even more attractive in person in a certain way. Because you know what it is? He's a very, um, he seems to be a very available right. dude. You know what I mean? He's easier backstage than Louis C.K. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's got a more of a like, what's everybody up to? Where are we drinking afterwards kind of vibe? Where Louis, like, you know, I'm the best at this there's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best that this has ever been and, and, and on some level it's hard to argue there isn't a lot that you can say you know so it's it's different uh, but uh, um, I have how do you feel about mirrors in the bedroom do you have any mirrors in your bedroom no but I but I I um, a friend of mine in San Francisco I used to occasionally I Somehow I ended up with a girl in his bedroom, and he had a mirror on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty 
like it was okay, but then it's okay in the moment, right? And then you have to look at what you've done. Yeah, like you wake up and she's there, and what did you do? And you know what I mean? And look at you, and again. Oh, she picked this chest to lay on. Like, what is happening? Like, they, people forget about the other stuff that happens when that mirror's there, right. right? The sex thing seems cool, and you can go, oh, look at that. So, you know, we put her on top so that you're mostly covered. Mm. But but then afterwards, it's like there's, you know, and these are my sheets, and this is dirty. You know, and it's, yeah. I uh, So, the, the reason I ask this is I have in my house, and this is not because of me. This was pre-existing to me buying the house, but in the bedroom, the entire wall, so I'm going to point in this room, but the entire wall behind the like the the base of the, that yeah. is entirely mirrored, like a giant wall. Oh yeah, entirely mirrored. No, no, here's the thing: you don't want you want a mirror to go vertically. You want a vert. You want it to right. be thin and up and down. Anything with width, you suddenly look. You suddenly are like, oh my god, I'm short, right? And I'm wide. This is how I look in a room. Like you don't want to see yourself and an entire room. That's too much to look the at. Thing right? that I th- I, the thing that I find interesting is how much better looking you can get uh, between getting out of bed and getting to the bathroom and looking in the mirror. Because you wouldn't think so. Like if you right. don't have a mirror in your bedroom, right. you would think that the way you look by the time you get to the bathroom is exactly how you look when you woke up. But when you have a mirror in your bedroom, no. <laughs> you realize that when you wake up, you yeah. look like you've just had a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> My God, dude. And the, the older you get, like, that's when you really see your age. Yeah, I mean, it's literally like you can shake and snap your face back and shower and the positive ions and, you know, a little eye cream and all that kind of stuff. And I can put it, to, I can slide this shit together. Right. Um, but yeah, I would, you know, like, and I think to myself, like, that's the thing I think about my marriage. Like, my wife gets that. Like she gets to see that she right. gets the person. Like she actually see me before I get out of the bed, and that's not. That's just. I mean, that's just not fair. It's I not. feel, and I never get up before her. And by the time I've gotten up, she's already awesome. So I, yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. I may. Get, I may just have my. I might just keep my own room. I'm gonna get my own room. Did you ever get up in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, having had someone stay over, mm-hmm. and brush your teeth and get back into bed before? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah, and make sure nothing was stuck in my butt crack and right. and and wiped under my balls, right. thinking maybe we might, you know what I mean? Like, yes, I've done a whole touch up because you don't know if maybe there'll be some more action. You know what I mean? And yeah, you get your brush, and then you're like, well, maybe she'll go down there, and we've been sleeping all night, right? You know, just you know, but I've got to get rid of that taco. Yeah, I got, I got to. That's you know what I mean. I, I mean, but then it'll also be really obvious because I'll smell a little. I'll throw a little cologne down there, and then, right. you know, whatever. But. Um, oh yeah, I've done a little touch up for sure. For uh, sure. So uh, we're sitting uh, basically under the Sydney Harbour Bridge where we are right now. In yeah. fact, I'm looking over your shoulder and I can see the base of it's the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Fucking unbelievable! This place is—I don't know if you uh, well, you probably are familiar with it, but if you, if you haven't been here, you gotta. It's this is one of those places. It's very much like San Francisco. It's a. It's very much like San Francisco. It's a place where when you stand and you look at the 360, you're like, every part of this is gorgeous. Like Los Angeles, if you can, if you see a pretty girl, and, and but then as soon as she leaves, you're fucked. Right. But in here, the whole thing is one big, giant, pretty girl, I feel like. I feel like the architecture all makes sense. I feel like the city planning here has been done really well. The you greatest know. thing about this city is much like, if you want to use the pretty girl analogy, but this could be a pretty boy analogy as well. It yeah, totally. Like, yeah. This is an analogy that works both ways. Yeah, absolutely. The best thing and the worst thing about this city are the exact same thing. Right. The thing that you're looking at, uh, yeah, well, I'm looking at over your shoulder, the Sydney Harbour, it is the most beautiful, like I walk, because I live on the harbour and I walk into town for work yeah. and I can walk entirely along the harbour and I do that walk, you know, I've been doing it for years and I did it yesterday and I stopped and took photos. Yes. Like of the walk that yeah, I normally that do. That you do all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's They're, so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also the reason that no one in this city goes anywhere. Well, of course. Because you can't go anywhere. No, and, and San Francisco. Because there's a giant harbor in the middle of the oh town. Oh, my God. No, San Francisco is the same way. Like, you get out to that bridge and you're like, I, I got to take a picture of this. Dude, right. you've been here for 50 years. Like, it's it's the same. It has that same appeal where you, uh, uh, you go, I don't. But like San Francisco, this is like the second most expensive Place right. in the world to in live. In the world, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's foreboding in that way, but it's uh, but it's it's stunning. But there's two things, and then there's one other thing that made this very exciting for me. Um, and this is going to be for a, a seven people. 
Uh, my kids are, uh-huh. that both are both they both dance. They're eight and eleven, and they yep. dance five hours a day, and they do the whole game. You make them though, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and when I say dance, it's right. I, I. They're in the yard, and I have like yeah. this. It's like a BB. Testing, it's an air rifle, right. and I fire it at them, yeah. and they'll just keep going. Testing I'm bored. the shoes you made them so earlier that day. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, and also their feet are bound. Right. Um, <laughs> my uh, so they dance every afternoon. It's a, right. and it's become like their thing. And True's really quite good at it. Mighty's coming along uh, admirably. And um, now, when you say dance, uh, uh, what sort of dance? Because so my sister's kids do ballet. ballet. It's all ballet based dance so they the foundation of it is ballet but because they're young girls they're sort of given the whole like you can take a tap class uh lyrical um contemporary hip-hop all that stuff so they sort of dabble in all of it but it's but they uh um and if and if they were going to get serious about ballet uh, ballet they'd have to leave this school so this sort of a big sort of a thing that sort of introduces you yeah true picked up in a year and is already really just like very good at it but they watch a show that we got on Netflix called Dance Academy. Right. And Dance Academy is shot right down here on the harbor. Now, Dance Academy, is a, is it a reality show? or like No, a, it's, a, it's like a 90210, but takes place in a ballet. So oh. it's all ballet boys and girls. Oh, fantastic. There's a, there's a rough Asian kid. Right. And there's... Uh, are, are these, like, are, now, are they actually boys and girls? Like, are they, like, teenagers? Yes, is that teenagers. The kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Yeah, teenagers are college. Young, I guess they're just going into college. I guess right. this is, like, I think that's right. Yeah, that, yeah, I think that's it, um, and it and it's shot right here. So I get into the hotel and yeah. I look across the way, and it, there it is, the fucking dock. And I take a photo of it, and the girls lose their like. We live in Hollywood. Yep. You know, we've talked about this before. I'm friends with the Stillers. We know Dave Grohl. Blah 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 blah. Gwen Stefani's at our school. The picture of the harbor right. where Dance Academy takes place is the greatest thing that's ever happened. And they want a picture of Luna Park from across the way because that's always in the thing. They are the, Sydney is something that they're fucking soaked about. Like, they can't believe it. Well, see, they would have felt the same way as me and my friends did uh, when we first went to L.A. and went and found the school from Heather's. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a yeah. big day for us. Yes. We stood on those steps. We pretended it was blowing up. I mean. I, you know what? Mike and I, uh, Mike and I drove out to um, uh, Silver Lake. Was it Silver Lake? And we, um, or Los Feliz, and we were, we were going, uh, we had, Mike is the guitar player in my band. We were going for yes. a meeting with uh, some people that do licensing, and they lived right next door to this school from um, Pretty in Pink, oh. and I'd never seen it. And right. I actually had to take a moment. Because I adore that movie, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is where it, this is the yeah." There are it's interesting to have a a, a um like a crush on architecture or or whatever like geography. I don't know what would you call that. Just up the road from here, if you've ever watched uh, the first Matrix film, yeah, because uh, they filmed that all that in Sydney. So if you just walk up to Martin Place, there's a fountain just in the middle of town, like five minutes from here. Where every time I walk past it, I go, "Oh, we're in the Matrix." Oh my god, that's yeah, great. yeah, that's great. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, it's um, uh, and then and then I was uh, I was gonna try and meet somebody from Dance Academy, but then I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna. It's like, weird, and they're young kids, and it's yeah, just, right. and it's a ballet thing, yeah. and I'm an old man. <laughs> when you say you're gonna, like, when you say you're gonna meet them, you're like, yeah, yeah you yeah. were grooming them on the internet. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And when I say that, I'm not even talking about from the. I'm just anyone that does ballet. Right. That's a young girl. Anyone from seems, Dance Academy. Yeah, that seems healthy. Yeah, that'll seems be really fine. good. That seems really good. It's actually it's a really cute show, and uh, but it's interesting because it's not even popular here. It's not. Really. I've never it's, heard of it. Yeah, that's the thing. And the girls are really cute, and they, and you know, but it's uh, yeah, but it's specific. Well, and I can see why. It gives you shit. It's all about dancing, right? But um, but uh, no, but there's big dancing shows here that are popular. Like as in, like the the reality show Dancing with the Stars is like a massive. Oh yeah. Hit show, oh, yeah. so people like dance. Yes, no, of course. And we watched. I mean, uh, uh, we watched that one, and then we're. Do you guys have a? Um, do you have? A, so you think you can dance here? Yes, yes, we do. We both. Oh, we got the American one, and we got the. Um, we had an Australian that, that version. That show kills me, man. I get. I get locked into the stories. I get. I we we started watching, and you know, I I came at this stuff like, oh god, you know, we pick a show and go, oh, right. I'm gonna watch this, and I was like, I don't want to watch. And then half an hour later, I'm like, well, if if hopefully fiction. I mean, he's been working so hard and his lines aren't great, but God damn it, he's from the ghetto. Like, you're just suddenly like, somebody shot his dad in the face. You have, we've got to pull for this kid. He needs this. And then I'm like, wow, I gotta, I gotta check myself. But uh, yeah, I get, I, I well, get. So here's the thing. And I, I also like a bit of So You Think You Can Dance. People who've listened to the podcast regularly know that I'm a sucker for dance movies of any kind. We're like, way, we're, you and I are way too much like, because I, I have like recently got into it, but now I have this like fascination with it because it's, 
it's one of those things I didn't ever consider. And then it's like, it's a fucking sport, man. Right. And like some of that shit, especially the the way the kids hip hop and shit now, like it's way beyond break dancing. It's gotten to this thing where you're like, how the fuck do you do that with your body? It's 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 sports, right? right? So this is, but I'm going to draw my line, which is weird that I'm drawing okay. a line on a topic that I'm no expert in. Yeah, anyway. I love it. Draw a line. But I think that hip, like, I agree with you about the hip hop dancing. I think that's just brought dance to a whole new level. Anytime yeah. like they do the hip hop stuff, I'm like, yeah. Right. You are dragging a lot of these other dancers that I don't enjoy. Like, you'll get me through this show. That's right. I know if I sit it's, through this Latin thing, yes. like in a minute, I'm yep. going to get some good hip hop yeah. dancing. Yes. It, but but it, you know what can fuck off? What? Interpretive dance. Yeah, I get it. I'm done. No, it's wrong. I just be, don't you know, under- you know what I mean? Because it's not like once you studied dance, you right. realize it's the fucking, it's the shitty alternative music. Right. It's. No, you're just out of tune. You're not pavement. This is like pavement wrote songs. They were out of tune, but they wrote songs. You're just, this is just bad. I 100% agree. Yeah. I couldn't, I so couldn't agree more. I'm into this show. I'm into everything. And then I'm just like, I, I don't believe you do care that much about that chair. Right. Like, why are you running? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, think I could running. do this. Oh my God. When running If you play- said to me, do a dance right now, yeah. this would be the dance that I came up with. Yes. Right. The, wait, you're saying, yeah, no. The, do I mean, like, if someone just said, you've got three minutes mm-hmm. and you have to do a dance, me with no dancing training what, would run towards a chair, that, then yeah, spin around yeah, on the ground. Yes, yeah. And then, like, that's when, what I would when do. When anything running takes place, my wife actually leaves the room and she won't watch the Latin stuff. I kind of like the Latin stuff too right. because I like Latin music and, yeah. I like, and I like all that sort of samba, big band kind of stuff. But she, uh, but the hip hop is like fucking X Games shit. Like it's it's literally the X Games of dancing, some of that stuff, and it, and and you can fuck yourself up doing that shit, right. you know. So I mean, I yeah, I like, I, and I like it. And now I'm taking the girls back and showing them Bye Bye Birdie and singing in the rain, like all the old old school dance, yeah, yeah all that old school stuff. And yeah. then of course we watched the Step Off or Get Get Off or whatever. The, Center what stage? Have you shown them Center Stage? I think they've seen Center Stage. I haven't seen Center it. Stage, uh, which I saw at a movie theater about five minutes from here. Uh, by myself at ten o'clock in the morning yep. in a room full of teenage girls. Yeah, uh, we, we know which one is center. Is that the newest one? No, is that the Chris Brown gets punched in the like? There's no. a, there's a dance movie out now that the lady said the only thing good about this is that somebody punches Chris Brown in the face. That seems like a pretty good moment. It's a dance competition movie. If people were willing to see Basic Instinct for one like second of Sharon Stone crossing yeah. her legs, yeah, I'm yeah, willing yeah. to go and yes. see a dance movie yeah. with someone punching Chris yeah, Brown yeah, in the yeah. face. Yeah. That should be a thing. I go can... and say a Marvel film. Every Marvel film should just end with one of their superheroes after the credits being punched in the fa- like oh punching Chris Brown in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the, Thor I, in the face. I just, <laughs> the Hulk in the face. Just every. <laughs> but they do it. Not with special effects. No, no, no. He really gets yeah. it in the face. Right. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, and they they call him Rihanna when they do it, just so he yeah. gets a sense of what it's like. Right. Yeah, I like that idea. I was uh, so the reason that I, it was interesting to me that we're under the Sydney Harbour Bridge right now is something uh, really interesting in my life happened just outside your window, which is that I had a uh, from the old days when I was doing radio here in Australia, we had a. Um, lady who used to ring our show and her name was Mary more Mary from June Mary Douglas but Mary from Juney is what we called her she's a tiny little country town in the middle of Australia oh, what's it called again uh, June okay so yeah how do you spell it uh, not like a Jew's knee J U N E E June I believe we've yes. sent a package there right I believe oh, really? story yeah cuz I you know we yeah. I do all the I do all the I do all the actual sending right. of shit so I put in the wool along and the I mean there's a lot of those you guys, you, there's just a lot of places where I'm like, you didn't put any care into this name at all. You just threw a bunch of letters together. A lot of them are traditional owners. Of course they are. Like, right? you know, that's what you yeah. don't. <laughs> it's like, well, well, it's well. that great thing where you go into some town and you go, what's the name with you? Oh, no, that's very spiritual. <laughs> yes. Wait, Hawaii, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's uh, night where you go. What's wrong with you guys? Uh, there's nothing better, though, than watching a comedian. And actually, at the festival you're performing at, uh, the Just for Last Festival that yeah. they have here every year right. uh, in Sydney, I went and saw someone last year. And I won't name the comic because, again, this is the sort of thing that's very easy for... You know how sometimes people go, oh, that's funny. Yes. And cl- clearly I can talk about that, then that's funny. Yeah. But because in that culture, it is much more a sensitive issue, even though the joke you're making isn't... You know, like you're not trying yeah. to be mean yeah. spirit. No, but it's no, but it's like when you are inputting thousands of like when you're doing like you know we sent a hundred packages. Your 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 shirt 
sold faster than anything we've ever had. We sold, we did three thousand dollars worth of business in an hour. We barely do that a month. It just, it just left. That that thing just was wrapped and then left. And many of them were here. So you're typing and you're like, is that four O's or five? Like right. I can't see, and I don't want to fuck this up because it won't get there. That's a if I miss sending something out to Long Beach, I can right. fucking walk it out there yeah. if I get it back. If I miss Wollongong or whatever, however the, whatever the whatever the name is, I'm trying to Wollongong? say Wollongong. Yes, yes, yes. See, I'm trying to say it. Right. I couldn't even. Uh, that's hard. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's uh, Hawaii is the same thing where you're like, I can't. I don't know what those letters are. I don't even. I can't phonetically make sense of it in my head to be able to spell it. Well, that's where I'm at. Mary so, was Mary was a 70 year old lady when she first rang us. Okay. Uh, and uh, she had stumbled upon a television show I was doing back here called The Glass house and then she'd heard that i was on the radio she was amused by that and so she just rang us up out of the blue one day because she wanted to say hello to me off air like just rang up the radio station just wanted to say hello okay right so we thought that was brilliant like we were at a used radio station you know you could swear yeah, yeah, yeah. on air it was like that whole and so we were like this is brilliant like if she enjoys the fun of it and she was really funny yeah um, you know, uh, we'd often ask her just things like, oh, you know, because she would like everything, you know. We get her to review albums. Like, we get her to oh, review the latest great. White Stripes album or whatever. And she'd give them, like, really serious reviews. She'd listen to them all and she's yeah. like... and. And and she but she'd like everything because she was like seventy. She was a nana. Yeah. And we said one day, we we're like, Mary, is there any anything you you don't like? And she goes, well, I was never very fond of the Germans. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow. I mean, wow. Old school. Yeah. Right. You yes. Know. That's fantastic. Brilliant lady had a toy boy. Like her husband was sixteen years younger than her, oh, or that's something. Amazing. Yeah. Like just a, and a brilliant like person that we ended up becoming even after we finished doing the radio show. Yeah. We kept friendly with. We kept in in contact with. And about three years ago, she passed. And uh, her husband Adrian. Yeah. They wanted us to come down and go to the. The funeral and stuff. So you know, we went, we went down, and we went to the funeral. And then they said she wants to do something really special in Sydney uh, with her ashes. And so we gathered together and we scattered her ashes just out here under the Sydney Harbour Bridge in mm-hmm. the water out there in the mm-hmm. in the harbour. But my favourite memory of that day is like we were spreading the ashes, you know, into the water and kind of having this moment. And Adrian, her husband, said, uh, "Now you know why Mary wanted her ashes to be." scattered here don't you and i was like no no i've never heard this story when she lost her virginity whoa she was on a boat in sydney harbour with a sailor (laughs) and she lost her virginity (laughs) as they went under the sydney harbour bridge and she'd always said when she died she wanted her ashes scattered and her like husband of years later like isn't that an amazing thing that like a 75 year old woman or whatever she was then like they scattered her ashes under the Sydney Harbour Bridge because that's, that's where she lost her virgin. Like that's where she lost her cherry. Isn't that amazing? It's unbelievable, and it's also very evolved of the guy to go. Now I was I wasn't the guy. Right. I didn't I didn't do this, and this is where she wants to return. I suppose to the earth. Right. Here's the thing. <laughs> it, that's that I. I I the place that I lost my in the I'm not I don't want my ashes spread in the back of a '68 Buick. Uh, that's where I was in a in a car. In I certainly car. don't want my ashes spread in my parents' bed. Yeah, I don't. Mm. <laughs> I feel like that'll be really yeah. awkward. For Especially if you pass before them, right. I think they'll feel. Oh, I don't. <laughs> this is this is just so hard to roll <laughs> in. It's some of it's crunchy. <laughs> so no, I'm going to ask you something because last night. So uh, you grew up. Where? Uh, so in country Victoria. Which so is how far? From, so uh, Melbourne's an hour flight from Sydney. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you drove three hours east from Melbourne, you would mm-hmm. end up about where I grew up. Okay. So last night, because I'm wondering about where, because you know you have this Batman fetish. And then I found out that, that originally Melbourne was, Melbourne was going to be Batmania. called Batmania. Right. That's right. But so we're walking back last night from the opera house. And... Yes. Um, uh, uh, Shane Moss is a comic who is at the comedy store tonight. Very, he's very not, funny. He's guy. not on our show, but very guy and really into nature. Oh, is he really? If you ask him to see his cell, if you look at his phone, like you know, a lot of guys, like a lot of young single guys will just show you pictures of pussy. That's what right. Look, check it out, dude. He has pictures of him feeding the possum and with his arms wrapped around a, a koala, and then he's with kangaroo. Like he's really down with the animals. Right. So we're coming back, and and he goes. Uh, those he look we look up at the at the bridge and there are those fucking bats yeah and they're massive and yep. it's hard to explain unless you see it and we don't there's not a lot of bat activity we're we're in in uh, it was certainly not in California 
to see those bats, I first I was freaked. Just like that's because when you realize that they are bats, right, and they're white, which yeah. is fucked up, so they're Aryan. They're the size of footballs, right? They're rugby size. I mean, they're big bats, yeah. They're no, but they're huge. And then they're flying. There's thousands. Is that am I overestimating? No, there's I think th- there's probably well, there's like lots of hundreds. I mean, it's. I think we're. I think we're close to a thousand right. flying in the light yeah. above the bridge. It's one of the ones. It, I found it to be profound. Like I had the chills. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Like that. I wasn't afraid. I mean, I certainly wouldn't. Didn't want them to be any closer than they were. And I know that they're out. Like, like this is also moth season or some horrible thing. It and is. Then, you guys got to get with your bugs. There's something. a lot of bugs here. Yeah, and then every one of, once in a while they'll just morph into something that kills you. Yeah. You guys, it goes nuclear, and one of your like a frog that can whatever. I don't know a lot about science. Um, so is that did that affect your Batman thing? Like the fact that there's like, and then they're also, and then they're in the park in the trees during the day, right? There's a lot in the park in the trees. Yeah, and the same in Melbourne. If you go into the gardens in the middle of Melbourne, it's yeah. full of bats. But no, I was not bitten by a bat. I was not. But did that affect? Well like, with I mean, bat. it it was very bat- Batman like. You know that that big brick. You know, here's the thing. And it's I've very never, Gotham looking up at that I've bridge. never realized this until this moment, but this is really interesting. I'm interested in the man more than the bat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, my love of yeah. Batman right. hasn't really given me a love of bats. Like, I haven't gone out of my way going, I would like to know more about bats independent of solving crime. Now, I'm only interested in that if this was a Venn diagram, right. which was like bats are in one circle mm-hmm. and solving crime was in the other circle. Yeah. I'm only interested in the intersection between bats solving crime. Now, see, here's where we're different. I, because I, I'm older than you and I grew up with the Batman TV series mm-hmm. and I, it was very hard to take Adam West seriously. It was very hard to feel, there was nothing about the man in that series. And when I was a little boy, I was became obsessed with bats because mm. of Batman. So I really liked the bat. I thought that was, and I also thought like just as far as an animal, like I always, I always gravitated to like a bat or panthers, um, because they were dark and mysterious and interesting. So I really and like I, that just like flipped me out last night. I, I didn't, want, I didn't want to get close to them. And I'm sure if there was one in my room right now, I'd throw up. I would not. I'm not very good with anything that's not a person. Um, <laughs> truly, truly, dogs. I'm okay. The dogs and cats thing, but then it gets weird. <laughs> Like a possum, he's like, let's go feed a possum. No, no absolutely not. Also, no. like possums here are kind of pests. They just come down and eat grapes. I don't, right. I don't want to do that. You know, I mean, Ryan's like, I can't believe we're not going to do that. I, I, you seem funny and fun. I don't want to feed a possum. Right. Yeah, but the, I, I'm excited so, to see. Well, them the, so the bat thing. Uh, this bridge, um, every New Year's Eve, they do a kind of, you know, because the fireworks here on the harbour are actually right. very spectacular. Yeah, no doubt it. And they'll have like a symbol for the year. So one year it was the word eternity came up because there used to be a very famous guy who would go around Sydney and like chalk the word eternity oh, cool. to the footpaths. And it was like, but like one year it was like a peace thing for Kylie. Like I, there's always a theme, right? I would love if one year they trained the bats to like imagine on New Year's Eve where they put the lights up and they just put that like Batman style like spotlight yeah. on the bridge and then all the bats fly up and form like the Batman symbol. I mean that. I mean that would be something. Greatest New Year's ever. I mean that would be. I don't know what else would. Is that possible? I, if anyone I, can let me know if that's possible, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm willing not, to give up. I'm not sure how trainable bats are. Bat I'm not sure how they. I don't. I'm not sure it's. I, I bet you could get them to fly up there. The formation thing seems. There's they gotta seem be very, trainable bats. I don't know. There's been bats in movies. That means there's some guy has there, have there who been, has like. Oh, bats, oh, you're right? saying a, like a bat wrangler. Yeah, bat there's wrangler. definitely a bat <laughs> there's wrangler. There's be a bat wrangler. Yeah, there's a bat wrangler. No, there's a dude. There's a dude. Oh, that's Batman. Are... No, no, he's the bat wrangler. He's the bat wrangler. Yeah. Yeah, and then you say to him, um, I'm going to need 2,000 bats, bats to form the the most recent bat logo. Yeah. Don't give me the old one. I want no. you know I want the most recent bat logo. And I'd like it, it if uh, Gordon Levitt could be here also, just for just because he's adorable. Idea, he'd just he'd just be great if he was there. You just have him there. I mean, just in the crowd. Do, he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to do a thing. We'll he doesn't have to mention. He has nothing to. We don't no. even have to tell. He has nothing to do with Batman. I just like him in proxy because we're not going to get bail. And in I don't, fact, we won't even tell him it's on. No. We'll just surprise him. We'll surprise him with right. That's, yeah, he seems be, like it. He seems like he'd be he'd surprised be up that, enough. Right. He would be up for he'd it. Be up yeah, for that. yeah. If he didn't make a big deal about him and offer him another superhero movie, which they seem to keep. I don't even know what Ant Man is. 
Uh, and then uh, I remember I didn't. When when did that become a comic book? You know, like, I, I missed it entirely. I'm gonna say uh, someone did a really great reimagining of Ant Man. Like you know, kind of in that period where I lost track of comics a little bit. Right. But, but I, that was a legit comic. Yeah. And was it? A, and was he like? Um, was he like a real? Like was he a serious? Was it wasn't meant to be funny? I, look, I mean, I, I imagine. I, I mean, is it like? Was it like a, a Deadpool? Is it like that thing that Brian writes for? Is it goofy like that? I don't think. Well, I mean, they they have reimagined a few things in goofier ways, right? But I always thought that, like, I mean, was was he? He was an Ant Man, wasn't he? Like, I, he was, I, I don't know anything about him. No, I don't know anything about him. And but people seem very. Well, I mean, si- Batman was a Batman, and Spider Man was a Spider Man. So you right. imagine that Ant Man. But just picking an ant, like, like to me, that's like okay. Well, this is going to be absurd because an ant is well, they're they very are strong. They are the strongest. Like. Right, but they don't pound they, for pound. Yes, absolutely, but they don't instill fear. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you were the wasp, right. people would go, oh, "I fucking hate wasps." I guess. Right? Maybe you like. Maybe you are a supervillain that does most of his planning and, at picnics. And also, <laughs> do you mean, like, also they're they're strong only that they can lift a lot of shit. Like, yeah. that, they still can't. I don't. You know, it's not like they hurl shit or they. You don't see them beating you know, unless I mean, they're you don't red ants. I see them doing that, but well, it's right. <laughs> I haven't spent a lot of time with them, but they're very tiny. Yeah, and I'm blind, so I can't. I'm absolutely can't see them anymore. I do find that interesting because obviously, uh, you know, bugs and ants and stuff are obviously still animals of some kind. And mm-hmm. I'm like a you know, I don't like to kill animals person. Yeah, but you know, I I'll step on an ant. I feel and like that's weird. You no, know, but here's the thing, and I feel like the, I think in the animal kingdom there's a contract that says you're probably going to kill me. Right. Like they, I, first off, I know this doesn't go this long, right. right? I'm a fly. Where do I go back to? I don't. You know what I mean? Like I'm here, and then I get hit. Like yeah. I'm, I just shit all over your food. Like I feel like there's a contract with insects, and especially the ones that just fuck with you. Like you can't be a horse fly, a wasp, a bee. Uh, the, the pollination, the thing that they do some pretty cool shit, but beyond the bee, the wasp, and the hornet. Fuck you, and you die immediately before I die. Like you, you know. And now there's those super wasps. Did you see those things? Yeah. That's just. I mean, right now I'm even sick to my stomach. Is that something that's from? They were from China, right? Right. But we are worried a lot about uh, bugs in this country because you know that that's why you can't bring fruit in or any of those sort of things. Yeah, Did you have? Yeah. Like they're pretty strict about what you can bring in here. You yeah, didn't no, try no. to bring in. Any. I watched him when I was when I went to New Zealand. They took yeah. a kid down in the. Uh, they took a kid down in the airport. I thought he was carrying drugs. And what do you have? Pears. Banana. Yeah, like a pear. He's a fucking young dude. He had the full-on flat brim hat. He was like a <laughs> raver, and he had a fucking pear. And the dog ripped across the goddamn. You know, we were down at the baggage claim. His dog just ripped and knocked him down. He was panicky. I don't think he knew he had a pear, and he had a pear. And they fucking they got that pear. I mean, I get it. I suppose. Right. You know? I mean, all it because takes you is, don't want the... all it takes is one pear. Right. That should be a poster, like yeah. a like one of those old World War II somebody talked posters. Yeah. All it takes is a pear. Yeah. And then, and then there's just a city being ravaged by bugs. <laughs> <laughs> just a city being ravaged by bugs. If any of you One of those, are poster makers. Right. I would like to see like Hiroshima cloud style, but just a pair. You yeah, know just I mean? a pair. Like that sort of. Yes. It's, all it's it almost takes is, the same. That's the same thing. Almost, yeah. All it takes is a pair. Mm. And then a city is just devastated by bugs. Yeah, you because the things that, that something happens down here where the, the bugs here go nuts and then they become dangerous. Why? Is it because there's a lot of room for that to happen? There's a lot of room. That's what it is. Yeah. We don't have enough room for that to happen. We've no. o- we occupy so much of our country, and then where we don't occupy, you can't do shit. You know what I mean? It's either way too hot or it's rocky or mountainous, but you guys have a lot of, there's a lot of brush and a lot of... Well, I always say to people that, you know, 90% of Australians live on the coast. Right. So there's a lot of this country that is just open. You right. know? I mean, it's on fire again today because yeah. our country's on fire every second week at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's massive, like... We, and, and, and is that uninhabitable area? Is that no. Un- it, but no, that's people where people just, live. But Oh, they do. But just yeah. not a lot of them. Well, enough of them. Like well, people, if 90% live on the coast, that would be 1% in them. That's a very small... Right. But they certainly, uh, their house burns down every year. Yeah. And where, did, can, is there any way that we could take our one percent uh, from the United States and put them <laughs> put them in, in the here, yeah. in the burning area yeah, in the burning area just and, and, Rupert of... Mar- and Rupert Murdoch just all of them in a pile you can have and we apologize for Amanda Palmer apparently we gave her to you I yeah. I said because we we it was only... so funny when I was like because so uh, people will be out of here because that will still be the most recent episode of Walking the Room when yes. this goes up yeah so if people listen to uh, Walking the Room you were saying some very lovely things about Australia <laughs> yeah because I love and it. then you gave us Amanda Palmer 
Right, right. She's not one I, of ours. I said, and I, I was like, I honestly was like, I'm going to ring him. I'm like, well, you can't change it now. I can't. The, but I'm already. I can't. The I'm podcast. changing it now. I'm changing it now because I, I, you know, like I knew, I knew that like Mel Gibson, who we've now inherited, was a yeah. transplant originally. He was from Michigan, and then he came yeah. here, and then he went back. So, mm-hmm. um, but we, yeah, because you know, Dave and I are such like I don't know if you like England, you're an Anglophile. So I don't know what it is if you're obsessed with Australia, but we, we both uh, adore it here. But then we had to be like, you know, let's call a spade a spade. Rupert Murdoch is the worst thing Terrible. to happen to our, Like you guys fucked us up. Like he, Fox News, it, it's poison. It's literally poison and it poisoned our populace and that's his thing. So I mean, I'm, technically he did most of that stuff after he became a US citizen. Right. So I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying get, the two are connected. Yeah. No, he was terrible here too. Like, I mean, he came from this. There was just recently an Australian television show called Power Games, mm-hmm. which uh, kind of was about the history of the two big rich media families in Australia, the Packers and the Murdochs. And right. he told the, about the rise of uh, a guy called Kerry Packer who owned Channel 9 here and was like, you know, Australia's sort of, you know, richest man for a long time. Yeah. And Rupert Murdoch. And they came up at the same time. And, and, and was he a good guy? Packer? No, terrible. Another, another terrible person. Terrible. Yeah, money just corrupts. It's, I mean, these were, but this was back in the old school where definitely terrible rich people who, yeah, this was in the day where someone could own all the media. Mm-hmm. You know, you could own all the news. These were the guys who owned half of the newspapers and half of the TV shows each. I, there's you know. a, there's a, there has Ke- to be some sort of endorphin that's released when you make that much money where you suddenly go well this is how you make money i don't care like there's that thing of like I, well some people have to die or hey, well I, I don't you know what i mean like you somehow there's something that happens that allows you to 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 a not be responsible for anything and b be okay with the fact that that's just how money is made friend you know that feels like that's that's the like the credo of the one percent i mean there's a lot of wealthy people that do good things i'm not saying everyone in the one percent is an asshole but that really is like a thing that happens where and that's the that's the credo of the GOP, and then the people that f- follow the GOP who are destitute. Kerry Packer, uh, who uh, ran Channel Nine, was famous for, and this is like one of those things that I still wish kind of happened. Like you know, it's like because it reminds you of an era that wasn't that long ago, but doesn't really happen anymore. He was so obsessed with Channel Nine, and it was the number one network in Australia forever. Yeah, like this was a guy who, whatever else you thought about him, knew television and new audiences he was a guy who changed the game of cricket completely uh because they used to have like these only the test matches the five day matches Mm -hmm. and he brought in the idea of one day cricket with colored clothes and all the things they do now with the lights that was him for television like he paid he went to the establishment bought all their best players and started a new thing that was he was just he was that guy you know yeah he was also a guy who was famous for uh, he would just watch shows like, and if they were no good, he'd just ring up and pull them off mid-show. Wow. Like just, I, I don't like this. Get it off. <laughs> like, isn't Man, that, wouldn't that be stage, great if you had that power? Is it? Well, I guess you do. At you one turn stage, off the they, used to have to, they, they used to replay races live, like horse races live for his dad. Because his dad had missed, like if his dad missed the race. That's insane. They would just put it oh, back on that. again. That's insane. That's a great character in a movie. Right. I love that. And so he was, and I mean, he had a gun in his desk and he was the old school, you know, like he was yeah. a proper old and school. What, and what, what time, what, what uh, era are we talking about? Well, Kerry Packer died, I reckon, about a decade ago now. His son, okay. his son Jamie's kind of about my age. Uh-huh. So imagine. he's about the same age or in the same ballpark as Rupert Murdoch. Well, yeah. Murdoch is a little bit young. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Murdoch initially, yeah, yeah, no, they're about the same, like in the same sort of era. Yeah. You know, uh, Kerry Packer famously died, and when he came back, uh, yeah, they revived him, and he said, "I've been to the other side, and there's nothing there." Oh, that's right. You know, he was very. He was. He he, he was what they call a whale in the uh, in the um, uh, gambling world. Uh You know, he's one of those guys who goes to the Vegas casinos and thinks nothing of dropping eight million on one night, and then the next night he's making 12 million playing cards, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well. the most famous example, there was a very famous radio guy here called Doug Mulray, who probably back in the days when radio was a really big thing, mm-hmm. you know, right. he was the king of radio. The first really funny, irreverent sort of breakfast radio guy, Doug Mulray. And he, this was towards the end of his career, you know, when he become a bit more, the time had passed on from Doug being the funniest yeah. guy around. Sure. So he did one of those, uh, it was like essentially animals fucking. Uh-huh. Like it was like world's dirtiest videos or like whatever. You know, it was just, but it was like a show of animals fucking to wacky sound effects, oh right? Oh my God, that's hilarious. Halfway through the show, Kerry Packer just rang up, pulled it off it. <laughs> like halfway through. Oh my God. 
like like being given the light at a comedy club, being ripped off stage. But it's what? a pre-recorded television show. That's hilarious. Can you imagine living in a world where, like, I mean, and we all pitch things and make things, and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't work. But can you imagine making a series of shows and halfway through the first episode, the owner of the network hates it so much he doesn't even let the episode finish. They just they just pull it up. Yeah. Can you also imagine having the power of seeing something on your television? And not just shutting it off, pulling it off right. and shutting it down. Like literally putting people out of work, confusing yep. the network. Like you, and that's a phone call. Right. Like that you can get on the phone and go, I don't, this is not for me. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lives at stake, people. You know, what do we do now? Right. Figure it out. Click. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, and like, that's the interesting thing. Like there are people that just want to know that kind of power and they're driven to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Murdoch's thing has always been power. Like, you know, he's never actually been that interested in anything other than being powerful. No, he doesn't care. Like, when you, he doesn't care about Fox News. He doesn't care. If you look at the history of him, and in this last election here, he very much supported the conservative government and his newspapers very much supported the conservative government, the one that right. is now in. Uh, but the truth of it is, if you look at the history of who he supports, Rupert Murdoch is a bandit for being able to see what's going to happen. So it was clear in Australia last election that the Conservatives were going to win this election. Right. Right? Yeah. So he he's one of those guys who as soon as he can see someone's going to win, goes full on in support of... But he's right. done it both sides over the years. He like, has. So he's just a guy who wants power. But is, is you, are, are your parties as... Um, no. Not like ours? No. Yeah. I mean, our even our Conservative Party here, although this recent one is much right. more conservative than... Uh, yeah, it, than one has been for a while is still to the left of the Democrats. Right, but at least the you, the, you, this is the guy that uh, was asked about his changing his stance on gay rights. Right, and actually said that very nice. Like, I oh, so no, so Kevin Rudd. This was the. So are you talking about Kevin Rudd? I don't. Uh, yeah, am I? Remember yeah, there was I the video. Yeah, Kevin Rudd, and he's so, the, he's the new guy. No, oh, he's the old guy. He's yeah. not in. He did, yeah, okay. We did a great thing, and and, and this is will not ex- help anyone. Yes, I'm not helping. Anybody. But we did a, no. But we did oh, a, yeah. we did a great thing in Australia where um uh they elected this guy Kevin Rudd. He was the leader of the Labor Party, and the Australia elected him in 2007. Kevin 07. Uh, he was beloved by the Australian public, but uh, as I've mentioned on this podcast before, he was described to me once as a man beloved by everyone who's never met him. Like <laughs> right, he okay. was a guy that right. yeah, the public loved him and his own party could not stand him right. so before the next election his own party got rid of him and replaced him with a person called Julia Gillard she oh went, yeah 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 right I, I know she about she went this. to yeah. the next election yeah. she won that election and then her party went oh oh no she's not doing a very good job either and so before this recent election they brought Kevin Rudd back because oh. even though they hated him so much, they right. were interested in saving their own skins. Right. And anyway, a, they he, all lost. He was the one, right. Kevin Rudd, though, who said, I've changed my mind on gay marriage, which is the video that I, I'm sure yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah. The guy who's in now is a guy called Tony Abbott. Mm-hmm. He's anti-gay marriage. He's a conservative Catholic guy uh, who has one woman in his entire uh, front bench, his cabinet. You know, his, oh, nice. Uh, so he has, he's had some issues with women over the years. But during the election campaign, his policy was, I've got daughters, look at them. Yeah, right. So, that, that was his connection to women. Yeah. Yeah, that's strong. I've made women. Look, I've made Don't them. Don't you understand? That's what I say all the time. I understand women. Look, I have made them. I, that's what I do now. I write I write books for the men. I make them. Right. That's how I, I mean, that's and that should be my connection. That's very strange. Are, are yeah. you going to say that on Oprah? I made two women out of my wife's vagina. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You want to know what came out of there? Right. Honey, show, well, you don't have to open your legs. But, uh, you know what a vagina right. is, Oprah. But that is, uh, <laughs> that's where my daughters came from. And I, uh, I assume we've never done a DNA test because this is not, that's not what you do on the show. But I'm pretty sure I'm the dad of one of them. The little one looks like me. It's sort of hard to argue. The older one, hippie. That, that would be a great thing to pitch to your wife. Like, we've, done, we've done Oprah. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Uh, now we've just got to do a couple more shows. Mm-hmm. One of them might have a DNA test. Here's the thing. What am I look? look and here's the thing. I'm not going to actually throw the chair, but I am going to pick it up. Right. Also, I'm not going to be wearing sleeves. <laughs> I'm just. I'll probably be in some sort of a tank top or muscle shirt situation, <laughs> and I'm probably going to grow a little mustache. You'll be fine. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. You'll have to get a tattoo on your neck, though. Yeah. I flipped by one of them the other day. I was like, this is, I just, it's this, I think it was Steve Wilkos, who was the guy actually who replaced me when my show went off the air on, right. the, on that on that network. 
And I got to tell you, man, I, you know, I never looked back. I never watched daytime television. And then I never looked back, you know, once it was done. And I flipped on one day and I saw him and I, uh, and he was talking to some, they were screaming and I was like, you can have it, bro. Like right. it is such a disappointing, it's just, it's just, do you have, do you guys have it here? Is there that kind of a daytime I'm not in the way we have it. We got all the American ones. Yeah. So, um, so back, you don't need them. I remember back in the day when it first came over, we got Donahue. Oh, yeah, yeah, We got Sally sure. Jesse Raphael. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And we got Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake. Who that was, was like the big time for those sort of shows right. in Australia. Right. And then there was a few times where um, uh, people were like, oh, we should have an Australian version of this. Yeah. But we can't because you need Americans in it. Yeah. You need people who when their partner says to them, Hey, let's go on Jerry Springer's I've got an amazing surprise for you, yeah. aren't gonna go, No, I'm not going on TV for you to tell me you've got a cock. Yeah. <laughs> like Right. 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 Yeah, no, we no, they, we are uh, no, we own there's a lot of shame like when when and I have my talk show, like it wasn't hard to get those people. You had to pull them out of the red states, but they were you know, eager to come on TV and say pretty much anything you wanted them to. Most right. of that stuff's fairly trumped up and and well, I imagine and, and acted so. out. And then every right? once in a while, it's real. And but this gets- is the thing: is that people are willing to do that. Like you know, whereas like they're willing to because they want to yes, be. Yes, we're the worst. Our good people are awesome, but our bad people are so much. And I say this all the time, and everyone's like, "No, we got bad people." And I'm like, you know, our worst are really bad. Our worst people are really bad. Something we we spoke on the um uh, the television show this week about uh, there was a guy from the NRA Tony Macris yeah. I believe his name is he's like the PR guy from the NRA and he just had a television show on uh, NBC uh, in the US where he shot an elephant in the face that was on television he shot an elephant in the face on television they put that on television an I mean, elephant. What sort of tiny penis do you have to have? Like, how small is your penis? Like, it's got to be an innie, right? You've got to wake up and not know whether you have a penis or a vagina, but know that it wouldn't be satisfying either way to anyone. And that's the only reason you would ever shoot an elephant in the face on television, surely, right? Yeah, I think not. There would just there's just a hole there. There's right. just a, it's just air. There's just like right. a, there's like a path. There's like a throughway. Yeah, I but don't um like a hole of no pleasure. Like a hole that no one could stick anything in that would give either the sticker or the sticky pleasure. It's so funny because we, we just, I, you know, I, I mean, I, <clears throat> you, you, uh, I mean, I'm sure that's like that here too. You, you can really detach from your culture or not, you know, when you live on the coast, it's really like you live in a different, you live on a different country, in right. a different country. California is a different country than alabama right it's a different country it has different rules it thinks different things it's got different like it's just we're all attached we've decided to become a union that doesn't mean that people from alabama are bad it's just we don't you know so sometimes you're like i I don't even understand what the gun thing is i don't understand like i understand it i understand it as pertains to poverty i understand it as it pertains to drug dealing i understand why it exists in that thing but to just have them Cause shit could go down, like it, I, I don't. It, well, the also, shit will go down you know because what? you have them. Right. If the I, elephant was breaking into your house, but maybe you shoot it in the he, face. Here's but, what they're afraid of. They're afraid of our government. Like that's right. the thing. Like you're protecting your militia, right? But that is well, what it is. It's protecting them. That's what they say, right? Right. Because the government and our government just shut down on yeah. like it just. It's you're fighting against nothing. Like it's just and it's and all and all we want is like, could you just have 15 bullets in the clip instead of 20? Right. Absolutely not, because no. it's my right to fire off. It's they're fucked up, man. It's so I'm going to tell you an extra fact about this guy Tony Macris, because I uh, I think the show was called Under Wild Skies, but uh, I, I will try to find out what it was and put it on the Facebook page. And uh, but he shot an elephant in the face. He shot an elephant in the face. Yeah. Right. People yeah. complained. Right. Right, which, which is also symbolic of what happened because the, the elephant is the actually the um, is the is the symbol of the Republican Party. Is that right? Yeah, oh. yeah, and that's almost exactly maybe what they. Maybe it was they, satire. Well, I think maybe it was, I think he was forecasting. It was just forecasting what they, I mean. They've just shot themselves. They may not be a party anymore. Like they really fucked themselves over on this whole shut down the government thing. So uh, he sh- he shot the elephant in the face. Some people have got mad about that. They've complained to NBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show uh, no this is his response because okay you imagine you're Tony Macris right mm-hmm. you've shot an elephant in the face on television now you're positive you weren't watching The Biggest Loser no <laughs> that was wildly uncalled for so <laughs> insensitive 
And yet we needed to put a little joke in there because <laughs> I'm trying to get the elephant shot out of the face, right, out of your head for a minute. Uh, I want I want you to know what he did next, though, because this is where it gets interesting to me. Um, I ring you up and I say, "Excuse me, there's been a bit. Uh, you know, people have complained about you shooting the elephant in the face. What is your response? Now, what would you, your response be to that? If I've rung up, you've shot an elephant in the face on television. I've rung up and I've said, "Hey." Maybe you shouldn't have shot the elephant in the face. They're beautiful creatures and they didn't do anything to deserve it. It's probably something you shouldn't do on TV. What is your response? I guess I didn't think about it at the time. I apologize. That seems like an okay response. Easy just to get out of it. Right. I did think about it at the time. It was a fucking elephant. I shot it in the face. I have a gun. I feel pretty good about it. But At least why? But also, I want this to be over with quickly. Yeah. You caught me. Right. Right. You don't want to get involved in a whole elephant in the face thing. Right. It's like if you caught me, if you walked in and I was jerking off into a pillow and you go, right. I, I, you were jerking off into a pillow and I came, well, I'd rather you not right. do that. And I go, I was jerking off into a pillow. I'll try to remember not to do that. Right. Let's not talk about it anymore. Because yeah. there should be some shame. Sorry. There I, thought, I shame. thought it was like a silencer. I watch a lot of mob movies. But <laughs> I always use a pillow. I don't really know why. Yeah. 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 Um, so he go, gets on the front foot, does our tiny macros. And he says, uh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, anyone who's watching this and thinks that are just animal racists because you don't object to like killing other animals, but you object to killing elephants. So you're just animal racists. So he's, he knows what an elephant is, right? right? He knows what an elephant... I'm not sure he does. You know, it's funny. One of my favorite things to do <laughs> is to watch an elephant run across the Serengeti and, right. and eat a cheetah. Yeah. You know how fast they are. And they're, and they're fucking brutal. Elephants eat the shit out of everything. They kill other animals. I, you know that, right? Right. Or maybe they don't. <laughs> you piece of shit. You stupid fucking piece of shit. Right. Yeah. I have talked about on... on uh, I do feel like there's a... Um, I feel like Shark Week, I feel like I get it, but enough, I, I want Cheetah Week. Right. Like, I don't know why sharks get to eat a bunch of shit and people, you know what I mean? I get the sharks are, why Why? Why are we not watching the cheetah do that? I mean, that's a fair point. Maybe the cheetah just doesn't have a good PR person. That's what I feel like, because the cheetah runs like a motherfucker right. and it takes that goddamn gazelle down. That gazelle is fast as shit. Right? They don't know. You just and then they do that thing where they skid sideways and right. then they fucking bolt and they take it down. I mean, I don't want the gazelle to die ultimately because no. the gazelles are gorgeous. But that's, look, they're, they I signed, feel like what you have to do. <laughs> just like the bugs, they signed up for that. Right. They, I think they know the game. I also think that early on, you've just got to do like a Hollywood movie. You know, like when they set up the thing where he, like, he shows the picture of like, oh my God, this is my girl. And I'm like, right. and you're like, okay, he's going to die. Or you see the bad guy doing like he kicks a puppy. And then like later yeah. when he dies, you're like, haha, I'm glad he died. Right. right. So what you got to just do is have a little bit of propaganda that you show beforehand. Are you talking about cheetah propaganda? No, well, I'm talking about gazelle propaganda. Oh, yeah, you're talking about gazelle like, propaganda. Like, That's right. Like, well, yes, I suppose, yes. you know, anti-gazelle, pro-cheetah propaganda. Right, right, is right. What I'm saying. That's right. Yeah, I love that. You got to get in. Again, a little if bit anyone of wants to make a poster of right. that, it's <laughs> Cheetah Week. <laughs> I think Cheetah Week's. A... I think it'd be a fun week. Here's why. You, do you know why? It, do you know why it's Shark Week? I think you also the thing about Cheetah Week is it would be like one week a year, like the Purge, like you know, like the movie The Purge, right? Yeah. With the 24 hours, you could have a week where you were allowed to cheat. Like on your relationship, oh my god, on your taxes, I like cheetah week too. Like you know, yeah. in, a, in a game of Double sports, meaning. yeah, you get to, like you, you get mean? To cheat. Mm-hmm. Like that week, if you were caught like Lance Armstrong style on drugs in the Tour oh de France, not fine. I mean, that's it's just a whole one other, week. Have you seen the trailer for the movie about him? No, is this Bradley Cooper? No, no, I'm talking about the documentary. Oh, the documentary. The guy who was following him originally just because he was thought he was a superstar, and right. then this whole shit goes. To, oh my god, he seems insane. Like he's a whole other. Be- he, that's a whole other podcast. But he is that guy's insane. Lance Armstrong, a lot out of his mind. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Well, I mean, he rides a bike that much for a start. I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm. The area where I live is full of those people in the morning who ride their bikes like they're in the Tour de France in their yeah. uniforms and stuff. And yeah. I'm like, hey. I'm all for you riding a bike. It's a beautiful area. But like when I go down to the park to kick a football, I don't get dressed up in like football That's gear. Saying. That's what I'm saying. I agree with you. And then I, I don't agree. go and hang out at the cafe drinking my like coffee I agree. in my football gear. I agree. I agree. But like then- I'm not getting a pair of cricket pads and a helmet on and then just like a lingering having a latte. But at, the, but at the same time, if you saw a dude in jeans riding one of those bikes, right. it would look odd. Like, it almost, the outfit almost goes not with the, somewhere in between those two I don't things. know I mean I guess a sweatshirt maybe no because I, I'm not even I'm kind of fine with the idea of like put on the like the lycra pants right but, but not the jersey with a t-shirt it. or something I get that I see what you're saying you wear and the lycra also, pants and you're a yeah. weekend cyclist yeah. and you're shaven down 
Yeah. That's a different thing. That's no, a different You're thing. You're not shaving you, down for the cycling. You're shaving no, down for another no. reason. No, look, uh, look, I play in a band so I can wear fingernail polish. Right. I really just should just wear fingernail polish. Right. <laughs> so I get it. It's like, look, I just want to shave my body, guys. And I bought a bicycle and I learned how to do this. I just want to shave my body. But now I have an excuse. And But I really, even when I, I don't even actually ride the bike. I take it out. And it looks like I leave the house. But I just. I didn't even want a bike. I just went into a beautician's and said, I want to remove all the hair from my body. Yeah, and they, and the, they said, look, you're going to need a cover. You're going to need a bike <laughs> because no one's going to understand this unless you're in porn or, and you're not. It was weird when I went into the body waxing place and it was in a bike shop. Yeah. I thought, this is a weird double business. But yeah. But it's smart and, and that's just smart and that's also just smart business too right. i mean you know because bikes are that's a high, that's a fancy you know then that you got to buy those things are but that that kind of bicycling is expensive so you right, right. yeah that's a good but bicycle. i love that see i love the idea of cheetah week being that week where like literally just one week a year and you don't have to take part like the purge like yeah. i mean it's not like yeah. you have to go out and like commit cheat. no you don't have to no. or you can cheat in a little way you can cheat on your diet yeah yeah you know what i mean like I mean, you know, it's like it's the it's the opposite of Lent, right? Right, indulge, do the thing that, right? And it, and then and then by the way, then you say to somebody, well, yeah, because it's cheetah week, cheetah week, and then you're like, fuck, you know what, you're right, and then go back to just good behavior. I just kind of feel like the right. world would be better, yeah, if we had a week that was cheetah yeah. week. And one of two things: either AA meetings would be packed or completely empty. It right. wouldn't go either way. Or it would either be people bar. Go, open bar, open bar, could be open bar. <laughs> It could be very this open week bar. doesn't This week doesn't count, guys. No, this week doesn't count, guys. Cheat week. I think it might be bad, guys. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, Every, everyone knows a guy still, right? I think, <laughs> I, I, I think the idea of AA-sanctioned drinking is really compelling. I think there's something about AA-sanctioned drinking. Wait, so it's sanctioned? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By alcoholics and I. I, mean, I won't say the words, but yeah, that, that's, that they're, they're down with it. You've, mm. been here, you've been here long enough. It's time to hear about the two extra steps. The two secret <laughs> steps. Two extra like. steps. Right. Step 13 is two steps won't hurt. <laughs> step 13. It's, I, and it may not actually be a step. We may have just made that up. It might, it might not be one of the steps. All right. I'm going to put this up in the morning uh, so that we, uh, you can plug your shows at the Just for Laughs uh, Comedy Festival. Here's the thing. Bless their hearts. They're, if you like me, there's no way of finding out what the show is. I'm on the relationship show. Yep. It's Peter Heller. And Pe- he's, Peter Heller. Yeah. yeah, and he's great. He's super. Everyone on the show is really good. And... Uh, so uh, um, come out and and so uh, is, that the, is it, it all, the all weekend? It's uh, goes till Saturday. Okay, till Saturday yeah, at, yeah, the, yeah. at the Sydney Opera House. If yeah. you're in town for Just for Laughs, and I should mention, <sighs> seeing that Bruce Hills, who's the boss of Just for Laughs, rang me today and asked me to mention it, uh, that uh, my Just for Laughs special that I shot in Montreal this year is going to be on the television in a, in a few weeks on Channel Seven. So it's it's a it's an amazing lineup actually. Eddie Izzard's on it and Sarah Silverman's on it, and you know I heard Rose it was great. It and it's I heard it was great. It was a really it was a good festival. There I just all- met Rove, or I just did a thing with Rove. Oh, did you? Good egg. Yeah, he's, he's really good. Fun. And I'm going to see him tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to come in and watch the uh, on Saturday night. I'm going to watch his gala show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I'll, I'll be there. We're going to tear it up. Come out yeah. to the gala show. Yeah, it'll be fun. Well, there you go. So you Saturday night, come out and see. And that's a, like a best of, you know, that's the bunch of the yeah. best comedians from. Yeah, yeah. there's some. There's a couple guys here I saw the other night at that at the Enmore. Enmore? Yeah. Fuck this guy, Luke. Do you know Luke? Was it does Luke Heggie? The guy that does holding about working at a bottle shop? Oh, uh, yeah. It's probably Luke Heggie. He's very Holy funny guy. Holy shit. Yeah. That was like, it was like a performance art piece. I saw him so good. open last year for, God, I saw a few gigs in that same room, but he opened for uh, Eddie Izzard or for Dylan Moore. And, like, anyway, like a really big act, you know, yeah. that sort of thing where, yeah. and he's walking out and no one expects that he's going to be on, you know, it's, that, it's right. one of those. right. Gigs might have been Stephen Merchant actually, but anyway, either way, he was just did a fantastic job. There's yeah. another guy, Nick Cody, who opened for Bill Burr at the festival last year. Who yeah. again, like he came on when the lights were still up, right? Yes, and like people are still coming in. Yes, and like he has to walk out and do oh. and just yeah. I mean, you can tell a lot about a comic when you see him do things like that. Yes. It's really cool. Um, if uh, people uh, want to come to my last show, it's tonight uh, at the Sutherland Entertainment Centre. Um, that's the last night of the Goodwill show. And then uh, my trial shows, my work in progress shows for next year's show start on Thursday. So Thursday at the Sydney Comedy Store, um, I'm doing eight shows, only 15 bucks, uh, seven o'clock shows, and uh, they'll probably be completely improvised. I might come up with something in between then and now, but I might just walk out on stage and try to entertain you for an hour. That's always fun. 
for 15 bucks, you know, that'll yeah. be fun, right? That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll be it. good. Two more weeks of gruen on the telly if you're in Australia. So um, the last two weeks of gruen for a, a while. Um, so it'd be cool if you could tune in and, and have a, uh, a watch of that as well. Uh, now, Greg, tell people about your band and where they can find information. Oh, yeah, yeah, about- yeah. The Raining Monarchs is uh, we a brand new album out called Black Sweater Massacre. If you like surf music, and even if you don't, you should go check it out at therainingmonarchs.com or Bandcamp or iTunes. It's it's there. You can find it. Yeah, if you it's found like, this people, you can find the album. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're already in the right place. It's um instrumental like just give it a shot. I guarantee you like it. It's instrumental surf reggae ska swing stuff. It's very Here's what I like to say. It sounds like if a if if a 1968 uh Esquire magazine came to life as a, as music. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I've lost everybody, including <laughs> myself. I don't know what I don't know what you think that's supposed to be. I, I, mean, I apologize to everybody. I can just imagine you trying to pitch that to someone, and they're like, um, halfway through that pitch, they're done. Yeah. Well, you know the things. Does it sound anything like Mumford and Sons? Yeah. Here's the thing: I had to lean forward into the microphone to try and sell that, realizing you're not paying attention. You don't care. Cheetah Week. Uh, don't forget Cheetah Week and uh, and Good Night Charlie Clausen, wherever you are. <laughs>